Uh, I want to go on today, and I'm not going to review for the sake of time, and, and uh, I'm going to read to you the Scripture. And this is the Scripture that I gave you for the year, and it's a good Scripture. Everyone say, it's a good Scripture. And it's 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. It says, What eye has not seen, and ear has not heard, and has not entered into the heart of man, all that God has prepared, made, and keeps ready for those who love him, those who hold him in affectionate reverence, promptly obeying him, and gratefully recognize the benefits he has bestowed. So God has made... And God keeps ready good things for you and I. And it says our job is to hold him in affectionate reverence, like this morning as we worship, promptly obeying him and gratefully recognizing the benefits that he's bestowed. So you need to be thankful. You know, we as Christians, you know what we do too much of? We complain. Amen. Worship's too long. Worship's too short. Preacher's too long. Preacher's too short. Amen. They aren't friendly at that church. Whatever. Quit complaining. Amen. Another scripture in Isaiah 43, in verse 18, I gave you the first of the year. It says, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Say, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall, not, shall you not know it. I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. You know, it doesn't make any difference how tough life is for you. God can change it just like that if you will continue to hold him in, in holy, awesome fear and, and, you know, reverential worship and, and obey him and do those things. God is going to do a new thing. Now, I want to read to you. I really like this book, and it is really probably one of the best devotionals, prophetic devotionals. There's devotionals, and then there's prophetic. The ones we have here at the church are wonderful. Do you notice sometimes you read it, it's just like your name's flashing for the day? And sometimes, no, but I'll tell you what, that's one devotional I've, devotional I've shared with people. Um, this one I want to read to you from Brenda Kuhneman, and it's entitled Sounds of Transformation. She says, prophetically, she says, begin to watch what I'm doing globally now. This is the Father speaking. For there is a transformation taking place in my people. There will be new signs and new sounds. Say that. New signs, new sounds, fresh revelation and vision. Say that. Fresh revelation and vision. I am forming my glorious church and will do wondrous things through her. Now, God's not coming back for a beat-down, pathetic, wimpy church. He's coming back for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. God is endeavoring to work and to transform us and change you and I. And it really helps speed up things when you and I will work with him. 
she quotes the scripture. It says in verse four, Isaiah 43, 21, this people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. She says, God is always working to change you for the better and is doing the same in the entire body of Christ. See, we're all works in progress, people. You don't like yourself today? Well, you can change tomorrow. He will have for himself a glorious church. You may feel in your life today that you're not progressing or growing spiritually like you should. Do you ever feel that way? Kind of in a rut. Maybe it seems like the church itself is failing more than succeeding. Regardless of how it appears, God is forming you for himself and is transforming the entire body of Christ into something spectacular. You may not see the details now because healthy growth is hard to notice on a daily basis. So even when you don't realize it, God is growing us. Say, God's growing me. However, unlike we often do, God doesn't throw his hands in the air and say, oh, this isn't going to get anywhere, I give up. But how many Christians, believers do that? They just throw their hands up in the air and say, there's just no use for me, I'm never going to change. No, the Bible says he finishes what he begins. He finishes what he begins. Philippians 1.6 says, Being confident of this very thing, that he who's begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. In other words, God will not give up transforming his people. He will get what he is after, And that is a people who are so transformed that a new sound will be heard in the land. I believe that. I believe things are changing for the better. I believe the things in government, even though every day it just seems like you get through one thing and another thing pops up. But I think things are changing in this land, in this country, in the United States of America. I believe the church is changing. And sometimes we can't see it. But God's working in us, both to will and to do His good pleasure. If you and I will just be thankful and keep focused and stay hooked up. Amen? Now, God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And I'm not going to review. We're just going to go quickly and I'll go for a few minutes and... They'll, then we'll unhook. We've, we've covered many aspects of power, of purpose in your, for your life. God has a purpose for your life. And he's going to finish that good work and fulfill his heavenly purpose in your life if we'll work with him. So today we're going to talk about the power of God, the purpose and the power. Everyone say purpose and power. Can you put that up there for me, please? That first statement. When you discover God's purpose for your life, he will equip you and empower you to succeed. If you allow the Holy Spirit to work within your heart, develop godly character, there will be an overflow of power to bless others. Thank you. Now, we're going to talk about, there's two aspects of power are two functions of power. And when I say power, 
That's synonymous with the Holy Spirit. You cannot help but think about, you know, the power of God. It's the third person of the Trinity. Without the Holy Ghost, we wouldn't have any power. But most people, and a lot of believers don't realize, they're looking for outward manifestations of the power of God. They want to see signs, wonders, and miracles. But there's a power that will work within a believer, within the heart of a believer, and that's the Holy Spirit. So there's two functions. We could go off on another subject on that. But I want you to see how important, you know, in these last days, if God's coming back for a glorious church, and we all are believing for signs, wonders, miracles, we want to see exciting things, and I believe we will see exciting things. But I'll tell you what, the first and foremost, the most important thing is that you allow the Spirit of God to work in your heart and develop character in your heart. Because if God can develop your heart and develop godly character in you, then you can deal with the outward manifestations of power. You're not going to get, you know, egotistical and high-minded and, and prideful because of all these things that are happening. You know, I think about Bill O'Reilly, your humble correspondent. He'd say that. At the, you know, have you ever listened to him? Oh, I'm just your humble correspondent. Well, this humble correspondent no longer is on Fox News, is he? And we won't go into that. You know, I, 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 I never, I like what he did for for the, you know, independent in, in another point of view. But I'm telling you something. And there's a good example. You can have all the money in the world. And you can write all the books in the world. And you can have a big following. And people can tweet you all they want and tell you how wonderful you are. But if you don't have what is on the inside, you will die on the vine and you'll not make it. Because it takes God working in you to develop godly character in your life. You mean, Pastor, if I develop that godly character, I'm not going to have problems? No, you probably have more problems. If you purpose to have a pure heart and, and, and want to do things right, you're going to have a struggle. You think the devil's just going to sit by and let you do whatever you want to do? No, uh-uh. It doesn't work that way. I'm telling you today, God has given us the power through the Holy Ghost. But he's got to, you've got to allow him to work in you and develop some things in you. You know what bothers me? Say, say I wonder what bothers pastors. I've been a Christian, I'm thinking it's been so long, about 40 years. And you know what? Newsflash. I don't like some things about me. <laughs> what are you saying? 
I've been a Christian for 40 years. I've been filled with the Spirit and speaking other tongues for 40 years. And there's some, there's some character flaws in me. Oh, my God. Now, some of you are just totally defeated because you thought I was perfect. <laughs> Those of you who really know me know that I'm not perfect. What's that mean? That means God's not done with me yet. There's some times that I don't like the way I act and respond to people. Don't look at me now like you are so perfect and so holy. I can get frustrated and impatient with people and exasperated. And I keep reminding myself that somebody's mother ahead of me driving that vehicle. It's somebody, I had a mother that lived to be 95 years old. She drove a car up till late 80s and I know she held up traffic, I'm sure, unlike her sister who went too fast. But there's things in me I don't like. I want, I want to see God change me. I want to be more like Jesus. And there's times I'll say something, I'll do something, I'll react to something... You know, we were hauling books to Omaha. We had books, boxes of books and boxes. Oh, my God. And you said they'd help bring them in. They didn't. No. They said, there's a cart. You can do it. And you know me. I, I take the bull by the horn. So I got that cart. I'm getting all those books. And I'm loading them up. And there's, it's Omaha. And Omaha sucks. I don't like Omaha. <laughs> I'm a small town guy. And I'm, I'm just, you know how I go? Some of you do. I'm still, I'm going to be 60 years old, but I'll tell you what, I still have times I got to tell myself, slow down. And she's looking at me and she says, oh, then she says this, and I just wanted to slap her. And I can't do that now because I'm giving marital counseling to people right now. And I just, she says, oh, just take a deep breath. Then it hit the fan. I said, don't tell me to take a deep breath. I'm doing fine. As I almost tripped over the curb, fell through the plate glass window. Got all those books. How many books do you think we had? Fifteen boxes of books. And she says, we'll go. They go through them. It's a place in Omaha. You can sell them. They'll give you money for them. And I thought, well, we weren't in them. And I had this hundreds of dollars thinking I'm going to get money. For an hour, we roamed the bookstore. And, and, and she says, Mike, come to the counter. We have your offer ready. We'll give you $95 for all these books. And I went like that. And it was a typical Omaha girl. In fact, I had to stop thinking it was a girl, but it was a girl. And, you know, and I'm just totally deflated. And I says, well, what would you give me if I take the good set? We had one good set. I know on the Internet's three, dollars $400. I said, we'll take that back, and you can give me $60, whatever. Totally deflated. I had to go get shoes and clothes anyway, so it wasn't a wasted trip. But, and then the next day I apologized to her for reacting. Men, do you ever react to your wives? 
Women, do you ever react to your husbands? Never. I can't ever see Angela getting mad. Bottom line is, I, I notice in my life, there's things, things got to change. Ron, are you the same way? Do you, yeah, well, you know. I just remind myself all the time, you can't fix stupid. Can't fix it. People, people are going to do stupid things. They're going to bring out the flesh in you. And then you're going to have an opportunity. God's up there just going, huh. Mike, I don't know. I give up. I'm done with you. It's time to come home. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Take me. <laughs> no, he's not like that because he loves us. I think of that one of my favorite Billy Joel songs. I love you just the way you are. Don't go. Remember that song? Oh, God, that's a good song. Some of you don't even know who Billy Joel is. <laughs> Pathetic. I love you just the way you are, but this is what I want to tell you today. God loves us the way we are, but he loves us even more because he'll give us the grace to change us. So we don't stay the way we are. So if you're here today and you say, yeah, I can tell there's areas in my life I need to change. I need to make some adjustments. I'm not happy with the way I am, the way I talk, the way I act, the way I react to people or, you know, instead of responding to people. You know, if you recognize, I'm telling you something. Now, listen to me. If you recognize the words you say and your reactions after you do them, you, something in you uh, uh, just isn't... <laughs> That isn't right. I shouldn't be like that. Oh, then you need to raise your hands and thank God. He's working in you. Now, if you can react and it doesn't make a hill of beans what you say or what you do and you don't care how people, how you treat people, then that's a red, red light flashing. What is that? You got a conscience. I have a conscience. And that's the voice of your human spirit. But if you get to the point where your conscience doesn't bother you anymore, then you need to call me, come down, and we'll, 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 we'll talk. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All you got to do is like I do. Father, I blew it. I'm sorry. If you want to know how imperfect I am, talk to her. She'll probably be polite and not say a lot. But inside she's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think about my boys. I see, I see things in my boys like me, like her, good things. Then I see other things. <laughs> Overall, they're great kids.
Not getting through my message today, am I? When you discover God's purpose for your life, he will empower you with the Holy Spirit to succeed. If you allow the Spirit to work in your heart and develop godly character, then there will be an overflow of power to bless others. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put that up there, that next one, would you? I got a lot more, so we'll just continue. We'll leave, leave from that. But I'm just sharing with you my heart because I wrote this down today. I thought this was good. I love that last song we sang. But this was a line in the, in the second worship song. Father, move us. Spirit, lead us to a new place, to a new day. Father, move us. Spirit, lead us to a new place, to a new day. I'm not happy. I'm, you know, I don't want you to think that I'm not, I don't appreciate, I recognize, and I thank God every day for what he does for me, but I also recognize I got, I got to come up another level. I got to let him work in areas of my heart still. I haven't arrived. If I got a grade, I wouldn't like the grade. How about you? Let's 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 stand up. Now that I've let let you down by telling you how imperfect I am. <laughs> I think deep down in your heart you all know. I said you all know. You're all work in progress. Now even though I blow it, and I blew it the other day, in Omaha, Nebraska. You know what I thought about after that all, that all that went down? We were just a flurry of activity. I thought, I wonder if anybody heard that. And she's always, I get so mad at her. She, There's times she'll get mad. And fire will come out of her eyes. But sometimes she's just like this. Take a deep breath. And I, oh. I want to change. I want, I want you to want to change. If you'll cry out to God and say, Lord, I'm not happy, change me, guess what he'll do? That power in you that you received when you were born again will change you, will work on you, but you've got to obey that power, receive it, work with God. Allow God. Well, God, I overeat. I need to change. Oh, now, I'm closing now after that one. Let's use that. I overeat, then you stand in front of the refrigerator. He can do that. He, he goes to the gym. He'll stand there just eat, Gunner, just like Gunner. Instead of fat, then they get strong muscles. Get my age and you do that. You just blow it up. Get constipated. It's not good. <laughs> Let's pray this today.
Let's mean this in our heart today. Let's say it together. Today, I purpose to surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and obey the work of the Holy Spirit in my heart. Release your power to transform my character so I can be more like Jesus and fulfill your purpose in my life. Now, if you sincerely meant that, I got a news flash for you. You might have a day this coming week that just doesn't, sun doesn't shine, things don't line up, the planets don't line up. And you're putting an opportunity like I just talked about. Just remember, you allowed him to work in you, work with him. And if you blow it, raise your hand and lift your hand. You got hands? Lift your hand. Say, I will blow it probably. But I remember he's a God of grace and mercy. And if I apologize and I ask his forgiveness, he'll forgive me and give me another opportunity to grow spiritually. Amen? Father, today, thank you for your spirit working in us. Thank you for two kinds of power, two functions of the spirit. Holy Spirit, continue to do a deep work in my spiritual roots of my heart. And do a work in the hearts of the people. For you love them. You got good things ahead for them. If they'll work with you, obey you, and keep their eyes on you. For you love them with an everlasting love. And the thoughts you think towards the people of Harvest Church are thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give them a future, a hope, an expected end. In Jesus' name, amen. Say, God's working in me. Both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Amen.